baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. News on the rocks. News, views, and a splash of booze. Angus, we're going to have to stop meeting like this. Actually, I think we're going to have to continue meeting like this. Once a year, we get together, we drink, and we eat the most incredible chocolate in the world. I love having you here. Thank you. I love coming. And, uh, you know... Yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, chocolate, a bit of booze. Right. Uh, you and I together. Yeah, I think it needs what, to be more could, than once a year. That's it, exactly. <laughs> How about every Friday? Angus Thurwell is here. He's the founder of a wonderful, not-so-little chocolate company called Hotel Chocolat. Shops throughout the UK, Europe, now here in New York City, in New Jersey, in Washington, D.C. Where else? Have I missed some places? Tokyo. Tokyo. Uh, and Scandinavia. And Scandinavia. Yeah. Wow. Let's go. Let's do one from each location. And then you, of course, have Bukan. Is that the right pronunciation? Perfect. Impeccable. Yeah. Down in in the Caribbean, uh, where we grow uh, cacao Uh and where our hotel's based. Right. St. Lucia. Beautiful St. Lucia. Oh, it's the tropical paradise. It really is. I've only sadly seen it in pictures, but it has like an eco-resort sort of look to it. It looks really like... It hasn't impacted the land in the way a lot of these big hotels do. So we, it's, it's yeah, we so need to do uh, a radio show from there. We really uh, do. Okay, next <laughs> next time it's there. What else can we drink? We've done wine. Now we're doing rum. So it's really a fascinating drink, sort of uh, opportunity. Cacao pulp martinis. Oh which man, is speciality. So we shoot could, op- <laughs> could open a cacao pod and we take the sweet fresh pulp out. Yeah sieve it and then uh-huh. shake it up with some vodka um, over ice, pour it out. And it's just amazing. You I know, can the, feel the- myself soaking in the sun and drinking that right now. I didn't know this earlier when we spoke the last time. Did you spend some time as a child in the West Indies? Yeah, I was lucky enough to grow up in Barbados. So we oh. moved from uh, the cold of Newcastle, which is like the coldest city. Into- I was in, in Newcastle England. two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, but train. I love it. And that's where I was born. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my dad's business took us over to Barbados. Mm-hmm. And we stayed there until I was about eight or nine. So I went to school there and wow. fell in love with the, you know, the West Indian culture. Yeah. And so, you know, 30 years later, when we got the chance of buying an old cacao estate mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, take our business into the agriculture of cacao rather than just, just chocolate making. Mm-hmm. It just felt very natural, and I had no fear because I I sort of knew the culture. Right. Persuading my business partner Peter to <laughs> was a come different. with me was a little bit more difficult, but to give him his due, he was you know he was really up for it, and uh, he always loves an adventure. Yeah. So, what was the moment when I know that you had gone to college? I don't know how many years you did. It's very embarrassing, not the full stretch. Yeah, yeah. right. I remember because I remember you said that you're, yeah. you're, you were going to be like the first guy to go the full way through. And in my family, yeah. In yeah. family history, the first, first one to cross the line, actually get a, get and then a you degree. Said, no, not going to be that guy. That's right. <laughs> and you dropped out. And, and you decided at that point, I think you said that you did some IT work or something? 
Yeah, I, I got a job with a. I was in France learning how to f- speak French, right. and I got um, I, I, I got a job with a little high tech company mm-hmm. who were doing some really interesting things, mm-hmm. and they gave me an assignment which is to sell their stuff outside France. Right. And for me, it was you know something I I found I could do. Right. And then when it came to me saying, okay, I've got to go back to university college now. Right. They said, oh, we don't want you to go. And mm. that's exactly what I wanted to hear. I, I'd left, <laughs> you didn't want to go back. <laughs> I'd left a disaster behind me as you well. You sound like my youngest son. <laughs> so I thought, wow, this is, I, can, I can just stay here. And, right. you know, and I found what I love doing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was the launch pad for me into, into business and, and growing things and making things work. How did chocolate happen? The next step was going uh, eventually back to, uh, to live in the UK. And I, mm-hmm. I was in high tech mm-hmm. again. And then I met my business partner, Peter. We had some problems with, uh, you know, disk drives, packing up and all that sort of stuff that right. used to happen in the 1980s. Right. <laughs> and we, we just wanted to do something really, really simple and, and where, you know, we could do a great job rather than being dependent on somebody else's technology to right. fit into ours. Make a little bit of money. Yeah, Kids, well, just yeah. do something really honest and, you know, yeah. uh, you know, we could stand behind in terms of quality and be sure that it was going to be all right. Sure. We were a bit burned by some bad experiences in high tech. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we came up with this idea of doing little little uh, peppermints uh, packs that were branded in companies' logos. Right. And we, we started doing that and called it the Mint Marketing Company. <laughs> and that got us going. And right. then after about a year, all our customers said, look, guys, we love your mints, but uh-huh. you must have something else as well. Right. And we then realized that we should be looking at chocolate. Right. At that right. point, we were totally out and out peppermint guys. Yeah. Chocolate was sort of, we had to be dragged <laughs> to it. <laughs> but, um, I'm a peppermint guy. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were absolutely. But it didn't take us long to realize that chocolate had you a You were way. chocolate guys. <laughs> well, yeah, after about two weeks, we were chocolate guys. So <laughs> the, the, when you mentioned the mere word chocolate to people, it puts a light on in their eyes. And it's very sexy. It There's is, something yeah. about chocolate. I remember when we were doing the tasting the last time, you said, okay, put it on your tongue, let it melt over your tongue. And I'm going, wow, <laughs> turn off the lights. <laughs> it was really, and then you let the wine wash over. It was really an amazing, but there is something. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's the flavor, the texture, what it is, but it's a very sexy substance. Yeah, I think it's the seduction of the, uh, the melt. So uh, the mm-hmm. cacao butter that's 50% of good chocolate. Right literally melts at mouth temperature and and that then that's convenient floods yeah <laughs> floods the senses with the these amazing uh, deep flavor notes and also sets off um theobromine and stimulates serotonin which is a feel good right chemical and so there's a lot going on it's it's basically an explosion of loveliness in your mouth. And, it really and, is. Yeah, and that's that's seductive. You know, I was saying to you earlier, I've never been, um, I tend to be like a savory person as opposed to a sweets. I'm not really into sugary things. And um, when we did that, that was like a aha moment for me, tasting your chocolate versus just the kind of chocolate, you know, we grow up with and I never really craved it. And then we did that tasting. And I think what I really appealed to me was the darker chocolates, they don't have a lot of sugar. They just have an extraordinary flavor. And that really was a, an amazing uh, turn on to me. <laughs> well, I remember, you know, you're much more of a savory person. Uh-huh. And um, 
Yeah, I mean the 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 darker grades and even some of the very high um, um, cacao milks. Mm -hmm. You're talking about very low amounts of sugar, like you know, twenty percent sugar, fifteen percent sugar, and and that's just a dash. And so you you get the flavor of the chocolate as opposed to a mouthful do. of sugar. And and one of the things uh, that we know is a lot of people are really confused about chocolate. What mm -hmm. is good chocolate? How do you tell mm -hmm. before you buy it? Mm -hmm. And it's so easy. All you do is flick over the pack and look at the ingredients. Mm -hmm. If the number one ingredient is sugar, it's put not it back. good chocolate. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's literally not chocolate even. It's yeah. confectionery. Yeah. And that can be the right thing for the right moment. Sometimes you just want sugar. Some mm -hmm. people do. But if you're looking for chocolate, it should always begin with cacao as the number one ingredient. And that's for white, milk, or dark chocolate. Um, and, and that's such an easy way to navigate so even your white, way. white chocolate. Even white chocolate. And then mm -hmm. the biggest ingredient is the cacao butter, mm -hmm. which is you know, right. the, the big seductive melt. Yeah, yeah. And that has a very different flavor profile, but it's still from Lovely. a cacao pod. It still has integrity. Right. But right. sugar in our book should be used sparingly. And I right. know, you know you feel the same way. So did you have that aha moment where my life is going to be about chocolate right in those first two weeks? Pretty much. You could see, you know, like a spark went off. Mm -hmm. And although the peppermint business had been successful, it was probably the nichest idea anybody's ever had in the, in, 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 <laughs> in the world. I'm just going to package one mint. Yeah, <laughs> I know, exactly. Um, but it gave us momentum. And, right. uh, you know, I'm a big believer in, in momentum and, and, you know, connections leading to more things. And if you're open-minded and if you take a, you know, a positive outlook on life, just momentum is is an unstoppable force that you know can can be great yeah. and so i always love peppermints but i'm definitely definitely a chocolate guy now it's funny well, you and i were speaking before we um we started this morning and we were talking about that whole idea of forward momentum in life and i really think that's the secret not just to successful business but a successful life that ability to say okay what how do we grow next where do we begin the process of so you decided wow i'm a chocolate guy and i'm going to do chocolates but then you obviously said i can do this even better and that's when you probably decided to buy this plantation yeah, I mean, <clears throat> what we, uh, I should have pressed the cough button at that point. No, you're um, fine. <laughs> you're fascinated with the my, cough button. <laughs> that was my one moment to use it and I blew it. I can't no. believe it. Um, but no, the, the, um, the momentum was really, yes, we were in the game. We were making good chocolate, but mm. we, we thought, well, if we want to make some of the best chocolate on the planet, right. we really need to be knowing everything about this thing, the cacao this, pod. These are uh, really remarkable looking. I, I guess, um, not being knowledgeable, I thought that cacao were like little beans. <laughs> Everybody, sort of like coffee beans. Yeah, and, and when you when you split these, this beautiful giant pod that looks like a piece of art. Yeah, it's it's about the size of a you know a small American football. Yeah, um, or ball. a large sweet potato. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And when you cut them open, uh -huh. uh, you get about forty uh, of the beans that you described. Ah, the cacao okay. Beans. But um, this this is a, what a they fruit. It hangs off a tree. Oh. It's sun ripened. Uh, it grows around the equator. Mm -hmm. It's a super super fruit. Mm -hmm. You know when when you see them growing in in nature with with the sort of big leaf trees that shade them. I mean it's amazing, and that's why we wanted to build a hotel in the middle of our organic cacao estate so mm -hmm. we could we could get some of our 
customers and friends to come and stay with us right. you know, in, 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 our, in our home, really. And you do cooking down there that's based on sort of chocolate, right? Well, yeah, this might be a good idea, a good moment to introduce uh, David de Maison, who's yeah. to my left. Who, I love this. <laughs> who I, who I, I met when I had this idea that we were going to create a hotel, but if we right. had a hotel, we needed a restaurant. Right. If we had a restaurant, we needed a concept. Right. With us, it had to be uh, like cacao cuisine, right. but I had no idea how to do that. It right. had to be, you know, all the dishes all the way through. And a, a, a good friend of mine led me to David, mm -hmm. and we had a meeting where I said to David, look, could you make an amazing menu where cacao features in all the dishes in uh -huh. some way? And that was how we met. And David, do you want to pick up what you thought at that moment? Well, uh, first of all, that was 10 years ago, literally months, uh, days today. It was 10 years ago we met, I met Angus. Mm -hmm. And as, as Angus said, it was like, he wanted chocolate in every single thing, you know, from <laughs> breakfast. Who doesn't? <laughs> well, yeah, we, which is great for a day. But, right. you know, if you stay in a hotel after oh, you know, yeah, a couple of days. Oh, yeah, you've got to give days, a variety of things. Yeah, ev eventually right. it's, it, it was too much. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we, we had this meeting and then later on, uh, we had a second meeting two weeks ago when, when I introduced to really using the cocoa bean instead mm -hmm. of using just chocolate. I mean, chocolate is great, right? Uh, but it brings a sort of like a uh, slightly sweetness to it. But if you use the, the cocoa bean on its own, which you've got some on the front as well, yeah. uh -huh. uh, just right there. Ah, okay. Um, so if you use the cocoa bean, the, the cocoa is being used for thousands of years uh, as a savory ingredient, as a spice, right. and and not as a as a sweet product. Sweet so sweet if, if you go back only for for chocolate, it's about four hundred years that uh, we started to introduce sugar into the cocoa. Initially, it was just cocoa. Uh -huh. So ba based on that principle, I started to uh, mm -hmm. use the the cocoa bean, a freshly roasted cocoa bean, makes a massive difference uh, to trying to infuse. Uh, beef, meats, and product like this, you give the cocoa flavor. It's a wonderful flavor. flavor. Mm. Yes. A very mm. strong. Really, really nutty. Nutty, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really, I can imagine this with a lot of different ing other ingredients that it would really add. I'm licking my hand. That's great, but well, that's me. <laughs> one, of, one of the uh, the signature dishes that's been on the menu right from the beginning is taking, uh, you know, a piece of amazing Aberdeen Angus, mm -hmm. uh, you know, grass-fed beef right. and, you know, and cutting it and then getting some freshly roasted cacao uh -huh. and literally packing it densely mm -hmm. onto the beef yeah. and then wrapping it up. And then how long do you leave it for? <laughs> well, I did it 24 hours. 24 hours. 24 hours. And then all the flavor from the cacao has gone into mm. the beef and sure. then you, you, you uh, brush off the cacao nibs mm -hmm. and then just cook it. And right. this amazing... I can umami flavor really yeah. isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. I can taste that. Wow. Exactly. So the subtlety is what David brought in. I was sort of like the clunking fist yeah. of I want chocolate. Never Jam dish. the chocolate on it. I know, and and uh, so I w that would have been a failure of a restaurant within about the first couple of weeks. I'm sure we'd had to close it. But fortunately I met David and he brought in a subtlety which is using the pulp, the nibs, um, the chocolate of course. Mm but giving it a twist that I'd never thought of. This must be cool for you, David, to have someone who, because this is what I really like about this guy, is, again, it's that exploration idea, not saying this is the way it has to be done, do it this way, but the question, you know, what would you do? Well, 
Definitely. I mean, for me, that's that's probably why I've been so long for working yeah. for Hotel Chocolat. Is is because I'm, I've got this kind of like mindset where I like to do new things always. You know, like I always say, there's no off button. You know, always thinking about right. new product and new new things to do with chocolate. You know, and some somehow in Saint Lucia. Well, in Saint Lucia, <laughs> what a rough life you have. <laughs> You know. Second best job in the world. <laughs> and who's first? Oh yes, <laughs> right there. Yeah, right here. <laughs> yeah. So, so mm. you know, I, I love. I've got the same sort of mentality where I like to try new things, and it's, it's such a gift to to be able to work with with Angus because he's got this mindset of trying new things. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but at least we're trying to do new things and right. through experimentation, mm -hmm. actually that's where you you you, cr you break ground, really. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, doing like uh, the chocolates, uh, the way we do it, the way the, we, we start to do alcohol and these sort of things. Uh, it, it's really... That's right, because I saw on your website, you guys also have like, like chocolate flavored um, different, what is it? I think you have a vodka, a chocolate vodka. Yeah, salted caramel uh, vodka, which is great served on the rocks. Right. <clears throat> you know, after, yeah. after, after, after dinner. Mm -hmm. And then we also have a cocoa gin, which is... Yes, that's, I saw that because I like gin. I'm, so that yeah. was, I saw and, that and, as well. Uh, the flavors that you liked so much when you tasted the, uh, the bean just then are... Mm -hmm. uh, in the gin, it, right. then it's not sweet, right. but it's got those notes, right. and that means that it's very nice to pair with uh, orange or a little Ooh, bit of twisted yeah. grapefruit. Uh, so a martini <laughs> or a, a classic G and T. So much for snapping open a can of beer. <laughs> this is like oh, this is like luxury drinking. Yes. Well, well, that's what you know. And, and going back to you know peppermints, mm. peppermints could have never taken us there. But when we uh, bought that old uh, cacao estate. Mm -hmm. We started to look at the world as growers of cacao rather than chocolate makers. Right. And that then opened up, you know, Larger cuisine, thought. special spirits that use cacao and, and right. opened up, gave us the mandate, if you like, to be way more experimental than a traditional chocolate brand. Right, right. And, and then applying that into the, into the American market, our key competitors are typically uh you know old european brands that have been around for over 100 years mm -hmm. and just don't think that way right so no. you know we we They're like rigid, our more rigid in their yeah, thinking exactly yeah. yeah yeah we're having fun so when you went ahead and i guess i'm obsessed with your resort when you went ahead to plan that what was your gut instinct of what this place was going to feel like and look like and how did that come about? Because the design is really so beautiful. Yeah, well, that was actually um, a big, another big stroke of luck. I mean, we had fallen in love with the the big nature of it all. I mean, it literally looks like somebody's described their fantasy yeah. or, or drawn their fan fantasy in a in software. Right. You've got symmetrical sea mountains that grow out. You know, literally come out of the coast. Right. Um, you've got a rainforest behind you mm. and we're a thousand feet up with this gorgeous topography mm -hmm. and the cacao just loves it there. You know, plentiful, you know, sort of rain showers, mm -hmm. the, sun. Uh, the sun coming and then the, you know, a few clouds scudding over. It's just, just beautiful to be there. Mm. And you feel invigorated as a human just walking amongst that. But then we had to think of an architecture that would do justice to that. Right. Not and fight it. But not fight it. Yeah. So we, we wanted to make it very sort of open and let 
uh, nature come into the space. And we were lucky enough to find, um, to come and run the solution business for us, a guy called Phil Buckley, mm -hmm. who's um, from Manchester. He's an engineer mm -hmm. and he's a bit like a Renaissance man who yeah. likes to turn his hand to the many things. So working- <laughs> You're laughing, <laughs> he's just come back from spending a David's come Time back from spending him. a week with Phil <laughs> Buckley. I know he's he's quite something, right? And he, uh, you know, studied tropical modernism as a architectural style. Oh, I like the sound of that tropical yeah. modernism. And came up with some ideas. Yeah, but he also had to build it. Yeah, uh, so. You know, and whatever, have it not fall off the mountaintop. That, that's right. And being an engineer, he had exactly the skill set to make sure that whatever you know, figment of the imagination we created, he, it was achievable. And he right. knew he had to build it. Wow. And build it on time and within budget. So um, as a little tight team, we we you know made this happen. Yeah. And we just got listed in the Condé Nast Traveller. Uh, list of the most beautiful pools in the world. Again. It is. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It's, and and Phil did all that, getting uh, a complete reflection of one of the sea mountains in in the infinity pool, mm. and it's sort of like the most Instagram shot in the whole of Seleucia. I'll bet. I'll bet. What are you most grateful for as you see your growth, just in your life and in your career? What what really and and. I'll take family out of it because clearly yeah, it's we all always got to be family. First. We love yeah. family. We love our children. Yeah. And our, but um, what, as you've grown through this, are you most grateful for? It's a really tough one. There's so many things, but um, I think isn't it I, great to have a lot to choose from? It is. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah. And I, I think it all comes down to um, having having a nice culture mm -hmm. because if if the culture's good and the culture is defined as a group of people with a set of values and a blank canvas yeah. and a way of working. If you've got that, then anything's possible this year, next year, two decades hence, whatever. You keep people with you for 10 years because yeah. they love working with you. That's right. And, and um, you know, yeah. that, that makes it fun. I mean, loyalty is everything and loyalty is two way. Um, so I think it all comes down to values and culture. And if, and if you've got that, then, it's like crucible of, of you know, massive opportunity that's just bubbling away. Mm -hmm. So keeping, keeping the ingredients right for that, I see, is my role. Right. Not too much of that ingredient. You know, yeah, we've got to you know, be Pull a, back a little here. sustainably profitable right. business. But if of we course. go too far that way, what about all the fun? Yeah, you know, right. Keeping right. it all in balance is absolutely key. And that's a good point. That's, mm -hmm. uh, that's part of you know, what makes my job interesting and uh, you know, makes it makes it quite challenging as well. What haven't you done yet that you would like to do? I'd like to um, get America really excited about our brand. That's yeah. my number one thing in my head at the moment. So I'm, I'm Well, we should be. Well, it's really, it's astonishingly uh, good. Well, I'm, I, I know we can do it. We mm -hmm. just need application and time. Right. And great supporters like you. Yeah. Um, and we will undoubtedly get there. Yeah. But you're always a bit impatient or I'm always a bit impatient. <laughs> and um, I'm here in New York uh, for a few weeks now working mm -hmm. with our American team. And the ambition there in them is just, it's just palpable. And I just want to help them. That's help a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a different culture here as far as the kind of people you run into working with here than in, in the other places? I would say so, yeah. In New York, it's uh, got so, so much opportunity, mm -hmm. but it's also so, so tough. 
Yeah. The delta between those two things is, mm-hmm. is sort of like a chasm. Right. Um, right. So it's, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's exciting. I work in the media business in New York, so <laughs> yeah, I understand that. It's exciting but terrifying. Yeah. Whereas yeah. other places we operate in a bit more kind of temperate. Right. So it, it's exhilarating. I mean, we're, yeah. you know, we've got a really uh, strong team. We're determined. We're in control of our own destiny. So for us, it's more erring on a side of exhilarating. But right. You, you know, we're always aware of, uh, you know, that that's kind of dynamic. Right, um, right. But no, I mean, the, the, we've been so lucky to get an ecosystem of very supportive people around us. The people coming into our Lexington Avenue um, hotel are, are just amazing. You know, like, you know, Pilates gurus and, uh, you know, cardiologists, right. eminent cardiologists who know that, Having some chocolate every day is good for their heart. Yeah, yeah. And the people, I, I, I just stand, and Brendan, our CEO, does the same. You mm-hmm. know, you just step, plant your feet in the middle of our hotel in Lexington Avenue, and just right. the world wafts by. Yeah. And they're so interesting. I mean, the, you know, sparkling with, with you know, diversity and um, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's the one of the most fascinating things about New York. I grew up mostly in and around the city but have lived in other places and and when you go somewhere else you miss the um incredible symphony that goes on here in terms of the diversity and mm-hmm. different thinking and different approaches to life and it's it's a really beautiful thing it really is yeah i mean i haven't seen anything like it before yeah. anywhere yeah. Uh, I've, I've been around a lot of different cities mm-hmm. sure. and, um, you know, just um, the, the amazing vitality and, and diversity, yeah, that, that sort of wafts through our door mm-hmm. and we have a conversation over a bit of chocolat and, and then, you know, they're in, they're <laughs> in our ecosystem. I mean, it's, right. it's the most wonderful way to spend a day. So there's chocolate, there's the cacao plantation, there's the um, incredible uh, Bukan Resort, there are some restaurants, right? Indeed, uh, we have uh, one in the middle of the uh, the Bucan Resort, right? Um, and then another one in London. That's what in, I thought. In yeah. Borough Market, which yeah. is the oldest food market in London, it's literally a thousand years old. Uh-huh. And wow. uh, you know, we're we've been there for about seven years now and built up a real following. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a mecca to um, you know basically grower to consumer. Right. Uh, you get you know sort of hill farmers from Cumbria who are making, you know, sheep cheese and organic farmers bringing, you know, sort of spring greens and, I mean, now everything a, you can a imagine. a bean-to-bar chocolate guy. Well, that's how we <laughs> got in because the the market doesn't like uh, sort of brands per right, se right. and they, they're only interested in growers. Yeah. So I took off my Huta Chocolat hat and put on my St. Lucia farmer's hat. And, when I, and I knocked on the door again. I said, hello, I'm here as a grower from St. Lucia. What about a restaurant in New York yeah. that we can all hang out at? Well, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's off the cards by any means. I mean, uh-huh. we, we just need to uh, go a little bit further. But I can, I can see the, uh, you know, the appetite for um, foodie adventure in New yeah, York is, totally. is kind of like unprecedented and, and everybody's so open. Right. And uh, I think we could, we could make it work here. Yeah. Would you be up for that, David? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I'd be a regular, yeah. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> lose some <laughs> chocolate and rum berry as well. <laughs> oh yeah, we have to we have to enjoy some of this. You know, it's so funny. I keep looking at you and I'm thinking, who does this guy remind me of? And it, you remind me of a much younger and better behaved Richard Branson. Has oh, anybody ever no. told you that? <laughs> I did an interview with him once, and and I can tell you, he's very handsy. But <laughs> woo. <laughs> It was a long time um, ago, but he's a character. But yeah, well, he's he, probably he probably had too much. Uh, you know, I don't know. He's a, a wild a, man. Yeah, but no, I mean, uh, of course, you know, Richard Branson's. Uh, you know, he's settled down now. He's good. yeah, and he, he's 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 achieved a lot. And I, I love yes. his buccaneering spirit. I do too. He's, I do too. You know, brought you know, a, a challenge to many vested mm-hmm. interests. You know, like air travel um, and you know banking and. Yeah. Rail, so a, a real spirit that. Well, know. he brings. I felt, you know, in talking to him. This is a, again. This is twenty years ago. I felt an incredible sense of joy from him, as long as I could keep my myself at bay. <laughs> but I found an incredible, the same kind of a just just loving what he was into, and and um, and I think that is just a. It's a really fascinating thing because so many business successful business people tend to be um sort of very buttoned up and very dry and they're you know they're all business and it's it's great to see someone bring that level of joy and exploration and sort of that forward momentum to thank what, you patty really, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's very kind of you to say that yeah well i just um am so delighted that you st- took the time to reach out to me and stop by again. And I hope this is, we Next do time this. Next time in Solution, yes. it's guaranteed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And chocolate martinis. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you so, so much, Anguish. Eh, anguish. <laughs> I sound like I've been drinking already. Actually, we before we uh, sign off, we should, yes. we should do some yeah, drinking. <laughs> exactly. So we've got uh, a yeah. little, little sample of things that David has paired. So right. When you think about the uh, the parts of the world that the uh, you know uh, the best cacao grows in, it's around the equator, right? And it's exactly the same place where the world's best rum is made, right? So we we thought it'd be a lot of fun to pair mm-hmm. three of our chocolate genre with with rum, right? And this is maybe something that your listeners could try at home if they mm-hmm. want a spectacular evening with some friends, mm-hmm. and. Let's Which I've done. I well, took your exactly. the last time I did a wine tasting with your chocolate with some some foodie friends, and they were like, "Oh my god!" This could be an encore, exactly. <laughs> right. Moving it up a notch. Right, exactly. Um, so on on the on the left hand side, we have uh, some lighter white chocolate creations. We've got a blondie, mm-hmm. so it's got vanilla notes and caramel, and we've paired that with a particular rum. David, you want to? Yes. So the, the rum uh, in in particular is the Atlantico. Uh, which okay. is from Dominican Republic. Okay. Strong tropical fruit flavor, quite luxurious, uh, with some some vanilla uh, notes on the nose. Right. Uh, so it, it will go very well with the, in particular with the blondie because it's caramelized. And then after you've got some uh, light spice with it. Mm-hmm. So to do the testing, the, the best way is is to bite the chocolate and then after get a little bit of the rum. Mm-hmm. It, it will allow you uh, your palate to melt down the chocolates right. and then after you can get the flavor of the rum. So it's quite important to, to try to do it that way. I volunteer. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're, yeah, just to make the point as well that we're, mm-hmm. we're giving some, you know, kind of expert guidance here. But right. literally, if you buy the right chocolate, you right. can't go wrong. You can use it any which way you choose. Yeah. And we firmly believe it should be a multi-sensory experience.
experience. So get yourself in a ni- p- nice place, mm-hmm. um, put on some nice music. Yeah. You know, we, ha- we have a, a playlist. Um, oh, which, do you really? <laughs> yeah, which, which has been curated for us by a you know, uh, multi-platinum producer. Oh my gosh, I love this. <laughs> multi-sensory playlist. Photoshop right. has multi-sensory playlist on Spotify. Uh-huh. And, and, and then you know, um, take in the, the, the aromas, uh, close your eyes and then let the seduction of the chocolate take over and then what should we be wearing <laughs> something naked, loose naked is best <laughs> <laughs> wow naked chocolate and rum and <laughs> so uh, should we try this then please. yes little, go ahead yeah yeah, yeah. so back behind you if you want to back try here, it yes right? um, so we'll start from your left yes take both oh, okay. go, go ahead <laughs> Okay. So you got a little crunch, uh, which which is a wafer in the chocolate Ooh, with yeah. uh, pecan. Did, did you just say wafer? Yes, you did, didn't you? Well, what was the problem? Um, wafer. wafer. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was Thank like, you. did you say there's, waffle? There's a Monty, Monty Python sketch where oh, it says, oh. where he says, just one more little wafer, sir. <laughs> And it's a waiter that is trying to encourage uh, this big um, diner to keep eating, and eventually explodes because of the one little wafer. Oh, the wafer. <laughs> That's why it's it's pure comedy magic. Oh, there you I go. love my wafer. So, All right, wafer. so I have it in my mouth. It's beginning to melt. Do yes. I then? And then you get a little sip of mm-hmm. the rum. You can even smell it. It's like mm. a that works. Yeah, David, you're from France. I am indeed, yeah, yeah. the south, southwest, ah, and not far from Bordeaux. Very nice part of the world if you mm. got a chance to go. Yeah, so David's name is David de Maison, David which is amazing. But Maison, unfortunately, yeah. within Hotel Chocolat, he's known as French Dave. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Tongas! Oh, thanks. He said, "No, it's sort of." <laughs> Uh, but yes, yeah, so going back to the rum, you know, I think it's going down quite well now. That's, that's a really nice harmony there, I think. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah. Incredible. It's a bit like having a dessert, to be honest. Uh, yes, it, exactly. <clears throat> so tell me about this. Um, this <laughs> you wanted to hit the cough button. I could see that. <laughs> too late again. Um, so this is a um, vanilla custard tart. Okay. And there's, there's a, a particular genre of uh, patisserie in in England, but also in mm. in Hong Kong and China as well of the egg custard. Oh, so it's gosh. it's it's not too <laughs> sweet and it's it's very um, yeah you know vanilla based mm-hmm. and a little bit of nutmeg and yes, sorry, um, nutmeg. spices in it. Nutmeg. So we mm-hmm. we figured that might also complement this Dominican Republic. Uh, we like to run very well. Oh, this is heavenly, mm-hmm. and again. It's fascinating to me that you can have that much flavor without without the sugar, the sugary mm-hmm. uh, thing going on. It's really incredible. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the ganache inside is very smooth as mm. well. It's wonderful. The, the white chocolate that we use for, for this particular chocolate is a very high cocoa content as well. It's actually one of the highest you can buy on the market. And uh, we, we developed this special white chocolate uh, with the company. Mm-hmm. And what, what what you've got at the end is a, is a chocolate that tastes um, very milky, very creamy, but actually you don't have this white sugar burn afterward left in your right, mouth. Right, you know, right. Makes, all all makes the things that have given white chocolate a bad reputation, really. I mean, it's, it can be, uh, you know, very, very sort of noble ingredient. You know, it's a bit like, 
I don't know, the whipped cream of, you know, for the chocolatier. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a sort of pretty much a blank canvas. You mm-hmm. can add nutmeg to it or, mm-hmm. or you know, pair it with, uh, you know, sort of red red berry fruits. You know, mm-hmm. it's very nice as well. You get that yin and yang Ooh, thing yeah. going. Yeah, I can imagine that. So we, we, we love using white chocolate in that role, but it has to be good white chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Oh. So the next one is an interesting one. So uh, the, the rum is a Nicaraguan rum, uh, Flor de Cana. I'm sliding over here to grab mine. <laughs> yes. And uh, so it's a Flor de Cana, 12 years old. Uh, the, the flavor profile for this rum is, is caramel treacle with a hint of orange peel. Okay. And uh, with some slight dark chocolate aroma. Okay. Uh, woody spice on the, on the nose right. and a slight vanilla. And mm-hmm. a very crisp finish of oak because they, they left the, uh, the rum in oak barrel, which the oak barrel, they, they ah. buy it from the bourbon uh, back in in US. Yeah, it's interesting. I've, I've in, in um, doing News on the Rocks, we've had a number of people in who, you know, who have distilleries and they talk about going around the world and finding yes. these these old barrels to age their whatever they're yeah, making. Yeah, it's with really different properties and different right. yes, yes, yeah, different yeah. amazing. And because uh, obviously the rum takes the flavor from it, so depending on what was in the in the barrel before, right. uh, it will detect as well some of the flavor profile of the rum afterwards. So you so say these this one comes from uh, bourbon, 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 yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so it's this is Nicaraguan cacao beans mm-hmm. paired with Nicaraguan rum. Ah, mm. look so at that. same same terroir. Mm-hmm. So the, then the chocolate is a very interesting chocolate so it's the 76 Nicaragua super milk mm-hmm. which is a chocolate I requested to develop for the BAFTA in UK two years ago mm-hmm. uh, so we used to work for uh, used to be partner, partners uh, for the BAFTA in UK mm-hmm. which is the same as the Oscars right US. BAFTA I've been to some of the they have a uh, theaters here in New York that I've seen films at and and for for about mm-hmm. 10 years we we've done the the dessert every year for for oh, the, the BAFTA for the in, uh, in, dinners yes in, so all, all the a-listers the um dessert was created by by david mm-hmm. wow wow um, wow yeah. Look at you. Cele- celebrate all the, all the different <laughs> film awards you have to do some uh, BAFTA screenings here <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we <they> need this <laughs> no I, I think for sure mm-hmm. so the 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 chocolate is it's a milk chocolate Mm-hmm. But the uh, the cacao content is seventy six percent. Wow! And that means that approximately twenty percent of of milk takes mm-hmm. it up to ninety six percent. So there's hardly any sugar. Like yeah, mm-hmm. less than less than ten percent, five six percent of sugar. It speaks my language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And mm. Um, mm. creamy. Um, but those mm. Nicaraguan cacao beans have a really Lovely, sort of leathery, sort of uh, yeah, bit, a bit of bit of red fruit going mm-hmm. on there as well. The tannins that you get from the barrels are also in the cacao bean flavors as well. So, in terms of harmonization, I think you've nailed mm-hmm. it again, David. Yeah. I think that's pretty okay. good. I mean, the, the the chocolate has got a very long finish at so the beginning. Yeah. It does. You say it's, it's slightly yeah. nutty, then it's very creamy. And afterward, you've got this very long co- roasted cocoa finish. Yeah. And if you eat the, the rum at the same time, oh, mm-hmm. man, what yeah. you get in the mouth is, is amazing. It is. <laughs> this is a lock-in <laughs> session with a bottle of this Florida Canas. Yeah. Once yeah. again, Angus, this is so sexy. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's really... Oh. Uh, the last one, so the last one, the rum, is a, a German rum mm-hmm. called 1931. So it's a special... German? 
the Germans. So Germans? It's, so it's, it's, it's <laughs> I'm like, not sure the accent. <laughs> is a German so rum? Wefer of a German. A <laughs> right. German. Um, so I'll, I'll help you out here. Thank you. It's, I'm so, thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no. So um, it's from, it's a St. Lucian rum. Okay. And the distillery is literally round the corner mm -hmm. from where our, um, our cocoa estate is. Okay. And um, David was uh, there literally yes. walking um, and the distillery, uh, the, in distillery. the distillery last week. Wow. And so we picked uh, a rum from there. It's, it's, their, it's their best rum and they call mm -hmm. it um, Chairman's Reserve. Oh, Chairman. Uh, 1930, like a, yeah. <laughs> like the Chairman of the board. 1931, because okay. it's yeah. the date they started the distillery in St. Lucia. It was eight, uh, about 80 years ago, wow. and yeah. uh, which was a couple of years ago, the 80 years celebration. Mm -hmm. And they decided to do a, this rum called 1931. And they'd done that rum for about uh, six years. And at the end of the six years, they decided to stop and created that one, which is a blend of all the six previous years to make an, an exceptional rum, really. I mean, the bottle is, is look amazing. And then obviously the flavor, you know, you just try, it yeah. speaks for itself, is it's mm -hmm. literally amazing. So it's pay, very special yeah. edition rum. Um, you know, you, you at the moment, I think you can only get it in Saint Lucia. Wow. Uh, and so you smuggled it in in your, in your suitcase. <laughs> no, um, no, but no, we, he didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we we we've paired it with uh, with sort of grades from our own uh, cocoa estate. So these these are beans we've grown. We've planted seedlings, we've harvested them, we've fermented the beans, we've this roasted them literally end to end. So from, um, you know, tree to bar, this is an 84% mm -hmm. uh, dark, uh, so full on, very this deep, quite a, a, there's is, a bit of wildness to it as well. It's remarkable. This is really remarkable. Oh. So the rum, you've got some, uh, very, is, is a very honey and reason, mm -hmm. you know, and it's made by molasses. That's why on the nose, mm -hmm. you know, it, it feels like a, a sort of like treacle, which is like a thick, you mm -hmm. know, dark, uh, unrefined yeah. sh sugar syrup, really. Mm. So they made, they used Heavenly. that initially <laughs> to do the rum and, and then it's slightly buttery as well. Yeah. Uh, when, whenever you combine uh, with the chocolate, which is a bit of a, a more mature pairing compared mm -hmm. to the, the first one. I'm sure you can taste it now. Oh. It's like, it's a lot more refined. Oh, it's and the, the, just the, the, incredible. <laughs> The flavor, oh. the flavor notes, and you know, it's exactly. it's, it's roasted bean and, and, oh my God. and alchemy. Oh. <laughs> alchemy yeah. has been achieved. Yeah, yeah. Oof. man. Well, Oof. what we're doing in in our business is uh, making experiences that people can book. Yeah, and they can come into our hotels and and try exactly this that we've been doing here. So this is a bit of a. Um, a test out for us to see what the reaction is. Well, and <laughs> I'm so sitting here moaning. <laughs> I'm going to tell. I'm going to go back and tell Brendan, our CEO, that yes, we, I just, we got this. her to moan again. <laughs> <laughs> I I can tell because based on the last time and this time, the the more intense the chocolate, the more I just like ooh, love it, and that was. Exceptional. Thank you. Really well, exceptional. This is the grade of chocolate that we're most proud of. It's literally, mm -hmm. you know, every single stage of it, right from plant your own <laughs> uh, your own cocoa tree 
Yeah. Um, and then, you know, walking the groves, picking picking a pod. Yes. Uh, <laughs> grinding mm. the, the, the cacao nibs up in a pestle and mortar, making your own chocolate bar with your own yeah. hands. Wow. So literally every single, every single bit leads, I leads, love the, or, the whole organic nature of this and then to have it wind up in this, which is yeah, so yeah. orgasmic. <laughs> it's really, really incredible. And these... Cacao, these these are the pods, huh? That looks like it belongs, like a bunch of them belong on a in the middle of a table as a as an art installation because mm-hmm. they're really exceptionally beautiful in a natural. Thank you. Way. Yeah, they've they've been uh, baked in an oven. So what we mm-hmm. do is we cut them down the middle, mm-hmm. scoop out the beans, right, and then um, obviously the beans go into making chocolate, right, and then we bake the the husk in an oven to take out the moisture, right, put it together again. And then we, we get a local artist to paint it mm-hmm. to uh, beef up the colours again as they were when when they were first harvested. Wow! So it, oh. it is a work of art. I mean, they it's are. it's, it's a local beautiful. artist in Soufriere, which is the part of Solution we're in, who yeah. who's who's painted those individually. Wow! Once again, you leave me speechless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so delighted to have had you back, and until we meet in Saint Lucia, or back here. <laughs> Patty, well, thank you're, you, thank you for having us on your show again. It's it's yeah, always an immense pleasure. Well, and, whenever uh, you're you here, much. you are more than uh, wanted, along with your chocolate <laughs> and <laughs> yes. whatever you're we're drinking. I always bring David with me. And David, as well. oh, thank exactly. you. <laughs> you have a cookbook, don't you? We do. You guys, yeah. 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 What's that called? It's um, called a new way of cooking with chocolate. Okay. Um, chocolat. So it's showing many of the techniques that David, uh, you know, created that mean that you can take chocolate into your everyday life. Uh-huh. It's not just for you right. know, eating as chocolate. You can bake it into things. You mm-hmm. can make, you know, cacao nib, banana mm-hmm. bread, um, all that. You can rub it on your body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> After exactly. Yeah. All that. It's really e- exceptional. And I am so delighted to have you here. And um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you once again. Patty. Thank you very thank you. much. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.